Today, we're talking with science fiction author Patrick Swenson, and we tear off the veil of mystery that surrounds this man and discover noir. impression of you is tailbones because you were at the time you were editing that um, and uh, you were producing that and, and a number of my other writer friends were publishing that as well so. yeah that was kind of my <laughs> my life besides my teaching you know career but I was about I was a lot of time spent in tailbones so I met a lot of people you know over the years of that one even writers who were you know never in it or anything Tailbones Magazine, like Patrick Swenson, was based in the Pacific Northwest. What drives you to do work like that? That's been a big question my entire life. Why do you say yes all the time to things? Um, I don't know. I love to be uh, involved in things. Uh, I'm a multitasker. Like My students in my high school know that I'm a multitasker because I make them multitask too. Oh, yeah? Um, but I love the idea of, um, from the beginning with Tailbones, I loved the idea of nurturing writers and, and, and bringing new writers into the field. I mean, I was, I was an, I'm a very much a new writer-ish myself, you know, post-Tailbones days. Mm-hmm. Um, but writing all my formative years and mm-hmm. notebooks and all that, and not serious until maybe the 80s, and, and, and sold some stories. But, um, but I loved magazines. I loved short stories. It's those old, uh, you know, Hugo Award-winning winter uh, anthologies. Oh right! When I, right. I first discovered short, you know, short fiction, it's like, oh my god, this is amazing. These stories are just uh, that sense of awe and wonder, just like which really pushed me into science fiction. And then I found novels like Dune and Jim wow. in Junior High. It's like I don't oh, understand wow. half of the politics and the economics and the ecology and stuff, but man, right, the right. story, right? I had some friends, Barbara J.C. Handy, who did the um, Figment uh, Small Press magazine. And that got me interested in and I did some slush reading for them and I helped wow. out and I got, they got to be good friends. Um, I published a story in their magazine before I got to be really good friends with them and I said, I want to do that. This is really cool. And that's the same thing when Fairwood Press started too. It's like, I want to start acquiring novels and hmm. this, I love this process and it's a learning process for me. So, so you, you I'm a, acquiring self-taught kind of person. Acquiring novels in the sense of publishing or acquiring yeah, novels publishing because Fairwood. Yeah, once I, I decided to incorporate the business and start publishing novels, I had to start some, you know, right. So there was a time I was doing that and Tailbones at the same time. Mm-hmm. Fairwood Press is an independent press specializing in science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Since 2000, Fairwood has produced more than 70 titles. Definitely killing any writing I was doing <laughs> myself. My writing went way on down. I mean, even when I started Tailbones, yeah, I don't know if you know Dean Wesley Smith. Uh, when I brought in the first zero zero uh, issue at a uh, West Oricon in Portland, and he like, "Oh, this is great. This is cool. Looking forward to it." It's like, you know, you're not gonna be able to write anymore, right? For a while. It's like, what? Yes, of course I will. <laughs> says, no, he won't. And he was right. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, which is why it stopped the magazine eventually what? in 2009, so I could spend more time on my writing. Yeah, because you're doing publishing and uh, maybe not so much writing, and then you're probably doing the marketing as well, the business part of writing as well. Yeah. 
wasn't the tailbones days, those were the old days, you know, it was before, you know, internet uh, magazines for the most part, uh, they, were, they were in their, their youth in there, mm-hmm. in those days, so paper magazines and paper submissions, mm-hmm. you know, stack of, stack of submissions, nothing electronic, mm-hmm. um, although I was one of the first to accept them, but I was also the first to stop doing them, because <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible, <laughs> um, now they have better systems in place. A strong relationship with science fiction, or mostly with horror, broad genre. No, what, so, what, well, I'm pretty pretty broad you genre. Hold with science fiction, <laughs> you know, on Tailbones, it's interesting because Tailbones helped get us uh, a typecast okay. a little bit. You know, I, I'd, I'd see writers and go, oh, "I'm sorry, I I haven't sent you anything for Tailbones, but I just don't write horror." And I go like, "I don't publish horror, actually." In that, I mean, there's dark and horrific stories. Mm-hmm. But not all of them, you know, and so partially the name Tail Bones, and then the early days there was a bone font for bones. Wow. And so, you know, we changed that to try and pull out of that. Uh, but by the end, we were very eclectic, and, and I was actually kind of the science fiction person, and uh, my, my co-editor was was the was the dark fantasy hmm. horror like you know lover. So we we were a good team and good mix. That was my ex uh, wife Hannah. So um, we did that. It worked really well, but uh, so but science fiction, yeah, that's, that was right from the earliest days with the old uh, Tom Swift, you know, the Tom Swift no. novels, yeah, um, Tom Swift and his, insert cool thing here, like Tom <laughs> Swift and his Solatron, Tom Swift and his Outpost in Space, right, all things that were very still in our future and things like that, even little things like, and his motorboat, what? <laughs> um, so I, I gobbled those up, and then you know, junior high I was getting reading. So I was actually more science fiction and fantasy too. When you say science fiction, so science fiction, yeah. uh, it's a I know, I know there's exactly. So, yeah. so science fiction is like, you know, I'm holding my hands about a foot wide, uh, and then where where would you say? Uh, where is your passion in? Do you have a subgenre that you like to either publish or write? Uh, wh- wh- where are you at in that map? Uh, boy, um, I've always loved um, far future uh, space opera. Uh, my own my own novel was, uh, that was published was a space opera. I call it a space opera noir. Mm. mystery and so was, I was doomed to marry those two into things. So I liked stories that had, um, it didn't necessarily have to be far future, but multiple worlds, um, interstellar ideas, and, and then the mystery elements too, um, or the dark tinged to things, you know. Um, so that was kind of my thing. What's, the, never, what's the name of that work? The Ultra Thin Man, which is a uh, nod to noir. Oh, okay. Because uh, the title, The Thin Man but there's nothing about the plot that's similar, but the tropes are there, and I love doing that. The Thin Man is a detective novel by Dashiell Hammett, a noir author, originally published in December 1933. It was the last book Dashiell Hammett published.
Patrick Swenson borrows the noir and detective feelings from the book and puts them into a futuristic story about uh, two partners who are trying to solve the mystery of who and what is the ultra-thin man. Yeah, it was actually a reviewer uh, that, that came up with the term space opera noir. I said, I wow. love that. I used to say, yeah, it's my... Space opera, golden age, sci-fi, fans, mystery, pastiche. You know, it's like this is too hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do? Space opera noir, perfect. Nice. Ooh, I never heard that before. Let's do it. Let's go with it. So I love that kind of stuff. Uh, mist, you know, mystery elements in particular. Next episode, we continue our interview with Patrick Swenson, and we discover that he has a passion around music. 